Hey guys, it's Courtney. And you may not know it, but Megan and Michael, our founders here at Full Focus, have a brand new book out called Mind Your Mindset. It is fantastic. And if you find yourself working on your goals and maybe struggling a little bit, it might be time to check out your mindset. It is a fantastic book for helping you with your goal achievement. You can buy it at any of your favorite retailers. We also have some awesome bonuses to go along with it. You can find out more at mindyourmindsetbook.com. All right, Courtney. So I'm going through the notes for today's show. And apparently today is what is called Galentine's Day. Are you aware (laughs) of this? Not Valentine's Day, but Galentine's Day. Yes. Yeah. The day before Valentine's Day. I do love that today is a time to think about our friendships, think about the people that make life worth living. Not that not that tomorrow, Valentine's Day, isn't also important. <laughs> I like start digging myself a hole the day before Valentine's Day. I do think it's just a, a beautiful day to think about friends that are really important to us in a fun way to celebrate them. I don't know if guys do Galentine's Day, but I think you should. I mean, w- can we spin this off like Broentine's Day? I don't, I'm, I don't I'm, I'm willing to it's bet Palentine's. most guys have not heard. Palentine's. Palentine's. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I don't Palentine's. think that's ever happened. It doesn't have the quite the same ring. But I think it works well for what we're going to be talking about today because – We're going to be talking about the things that you need to actually achieve goals. And one of the things that so often is missing from our goal achievement journey is our friends, the people that come alongside us. We need them in our journey. And so it's kind of fun that today it's Valentine's Day, and we're also talking about how our friends and our community can come alongside us as we pursue our goals. That's right. So sit back, pour yourself a mimosa. Today we are going to look at three confessions you can make to involve your galantines, whoever they may be, involve your community if you don't have a galantine, in your goal process. Sometimes the pathway to breakthrough begins with admitting you need some help. Cue the usher. These are my confessions. Uh, producer's note, do not pour a mimosa if you are currently driving. That is all. This episode is brought to you by Life Focus, a new gamified approach to life planning that's easy, fun, and gives you a GPS for your next 10 years. You can start today at fullfocus.co slash lifefocus. Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet, so you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays. I'm Verbs, here with Courtney Baker and Blake Stratton. Happy Monday to you all. Happy Monday. Happy Monday unto you, Verbs. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. Uh, We're having this discussion about Galentine's Day today, but where should we really uh, begin or where should we start when it comes to involving our Galentine's slash community in the goal achievement process. The first confession, Verbs, you want to make 
is to admit I am stuck. I am stuck. And do you have any ideas? This is something that is hard to do. It's hard to admit potentially to somebody else if you're feeling stuck. I will raise my hand. I this happens all the time. Uh, I get stuck, and the first thing I tend to do, right, is to burrow and try to figure it out on my own, and figure it out, and retreat, get frustrated. But wow, have I ever saved time and energy and frustration just by vocalizing to somebody else hmm. that I'm stuck? Now, here's the interesting part. I don't know if this has ever happened to you, Courtney or Verbs. But I, I've got a little uh, coaching group. I've, I've got clients. And one thing that's so amazing, <laughs> if you're listening, you're a coach, you've had this experience too, I bet, where your client will start talking about their problem. They'll be like, oh, I'm really stuck with this. And then you just say, oh, tell me more about that. And they start explaining their problem. And while they're explaining it to you, they're like, oh, yeah, that's what I should do. Coaching is a great job for that reason. You just clients do all the work. But I think I've done that before. <laughs> I've I've done that before. Probably uh, is no. I've done that before for sure. And this is an interesting confession. One, we're calling it confession, which means we've um, we've settled this in our own minds that I need to verbally express this to some someone else. Um, and we've gotten to that point, but then we're actually admitting, "Hey, I'm stuck." Which, in a lot of ways. I would submit before you all. There probably is an element of pride there if we've, because I do the same thing as you, Blake. I'll internalize it, try to figure it out. And maybe I'm at the end of my my wits and I'll say, you know what? This actually needs done. I'm outside of my my pay grade here. I need to seek somebody else's input. But it could be there's an element of pride there because one, you're going to have to go ask somebody for help for whatever reason you feel that. But as we all know, that pride comes before the fall. And so if there's something that you've set out as a goal achievement, that's a part of um, who you want to become and the goal is at stake, you know, it's, it's, it's going through that process, maybe getting over our own uh, pride that could be there, confessing it and really implementing or engaging someone else to help us out. Well, and I would even usher to say, ha usher again. Nice. <laughs> That this is about the time in the quarter that you might be feeling this. You know, this might be the exact moment you need to hear this. You're kind of in the middle maybe of a quarter. The stuff that you set out to accomplish January 1st, you're starting to to hit that. And I think that's such a good word, verbs of, hey, just setting aside the pride and starting to talk about where you're at, that you're you're stuck on this thing that you wanted to accomplish. Okay, so again, confession number one is I'm stuck. Do you have any ideas? Confession two is I'm discouraged. Can you encourage me? You know, it's it's interesting that this landed the way it did because the first confession, I'm such an external processor. Like mm. if I'm stuck, you just have to be in my orbit to hear that I'm <laughs> stuck. That's not normally, you know, something. But I, I feel like both of you are like more internal processors. This one is really hard for me. Um, admitting that I'm discouraged and actually asking for encouragement 
feels so counter to to me, who I am. It's like, oh, encouragement comes because I've earned it or I deserve it for something. Mm, yeah. But that's actually kind of a terrible way to set yourself up and mm. a terrible way to be in community with other people. Because one, it also says that they have to earn your encouragement, that they have to do something that deserves it. So I, I love this idea of actually saying like, hey, I... I need some motivation with my goal that I'm pursuing. Can I talk to you about it? Could you help kind of encourage me? I'm just needing a little pep. I'm needing someone to be in this with me. A little boost. Yeah. A little boost. Yeah. And it is. I think it's it's worth saying as well. It's important, um, especially for people that are, are close to you, that know you, just to have somebody close in, in your orbit that one can remind you of who you are and then why you've started this goal uh, process in the first place if they if they're privy to that information and mm-hmm. tie that into who you stated you wanted to become at the very beginning of this process as well because that sometimes just reminding yourself of those things get out of the old the echo chamber of your own mind just to hear that so we can add some friction there to to get you back to the place of oh yeah that's right that's why I'm doing this yeah. and actually in this moment I would like to go ahead and tell you two three. I would like to tell you three about Michael. I think Nick already knows, so um, so that you can encourage me in a couple of months when I start throwing golf clubs because one of my goals this year is to learn how to play golf. And I want you two to know that I have already, uh, like, I because it's winter, I'm taking lessons indoors. Um, I've already put a hole in a wall with a golf ball. <laughs> On purpose, or is this uh, accidental? It was on accident. Um, the my coach was like, "Did you bring any spackling with you?" Um, which I did not. So, <laughs> were you the first person to do this? Is my other question. Actually, later on, he said that they have to fix the walls just about every few months. They have to come in and repair walls, which did make me feel. <laughs> better but it was it was a painful blow to my budding confidence in the game <laughs> of golf so this well, Courtney, is me I'll just you encourage you I'll just encourage yeah. you right now listen it's uh-huh. clear that you are generating some power uh with your swing right now that that's evident and you're gonna need that that's and I also would encourage you that while you may be busting through a wall today there's a great chance that you will never encounter having to bust through a wall on a golf course. I haven't been to you know, a lot of golf courses. I'm not a golfer, but from what I know, mm-hmm. it's a good chance that won't happen again. So you can put it behind you, you safely and rest in the fact that, you know what, uh, I'm getting some power behind the swing. Thank you, Blake. I knew I could mm-hmm. count on y'all. That's right. Great job, Blake. That's right. So the second confession is, I'm discouraged. Can you encourage me? We've got one more for you, and I'll spare you uh, the Usher interlude. Nick can do a little playful music in between instead, unless you want to pay up for that royalty, Nick. That'd be great. Um, The third (laughs) confession, I'm falling behind. Can you hold me accountable? I'm falling behind. Can you hold me accountable? This is another hard one to make. Most confessions aren't super easy, but this one 
to admit, you know what, I'm, I'm falling behind. I'm not where I want to be. Can you help me stay or, or keep pace with where I want to be? And I want to define the word accountable here because I, maybe it's just how I grew up, but the word accountability was always kind of a scary word to me. It was basically an opportunity for me to be exposed as failing. And so to seek out accountability didn't seem super fun. And maybe you listening are avoiding having, quote, accountability for your goals for that same reason. It's like why, you know, you're sort of subconsciously avoiding that. Am I alone in this? Do you, have you two kind of had that thought before? Accountability? Definitely. I think it's, it, for me, it, it is like shrouded in somebody else is going to know if I fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, which is similar, I feel like. Uh, a mentor of mine helped me rethink accountability, which is to involve not just, hey, are you doing the thing you said you're going to do, but to have the person that's, quote, holding you accountable, be aware and be a believer in your potential and your identity and who you were trying to become. Yeah. Because accountability then isn't just, hey, did you perform perfectly or not? And here's a slap on the wrist, most likely if you're not performing well. But it's actually wrapped in encouragement and belief and, hey, this is who you really are. Are you acting out of that identity or is the evidence showing otherwise? And if so, what's going on? Now, that's maybe a little bit layered, maybe too too deep a layer. I don't know. You guys know I like to go deep. But that was game-changing for me when it comes to accountability is because then accountability is, oh, someone's going to reflect back to me who I really am. I Actually, when I worked at Full Focus, I thought uh, as a team, we did this well. And I remember my boss... Chad giving me this experience firsthand, probably the first time I had that from a boss, where accountability was, hey, yeah, let's look at the numbers, Blake, how are you doing? But it was, let's look at your strengths. This is what you're really good at. How can you lean into this more? Because this is who you really are. And I thought that was really, really powerful. So if you feel sort of that uh, heaviness around accountability and you've been avoiding reaching out to someone, I think being explicit with that question, can you hold me accountable? Hey, here's what I'm really needing. As someone that also holds clients accountable, I don't want to be the police or like slap people on the wrist or make them feel bad, right? So incorporate that level of accountability and I think you'll find it's life-changing. I love the way you frame that up, uh, Blake. And it's almost, so there's, you see these memes on the internet, right? To where there's the guy in the gym He's decided he's going to film himself, film himself working out. He gets on the bench and you know that there's way too much weight on the bar for this guy to actually lift up. He's going to get crushed. But the wise workouter would call somebody over and say, hey, can you spot me on this while I try to get this barbell up in the air? And again, you know, the person that's spotting you is either going to tell you, hey, that's that's probably a little bit too much weight on the bar. You should probably take a couple of those plates off. But then they're right back in there with you, making sure that you don't get crushed under the weight of what you thought you could do. But they're also encouraging you to get that bar up in the air because uh, you have the strength to do it. Verbs, I appreciate that. That was a roundabout way of saying thank you to me for spotting you. Obviously, you look for who's the buffest guy in the room. You found me. I was more than happy to help. And, and you know what, man? You're going to you're going to get up. You're, you're going to get that PR soon. I'll be there soon. Soon. See you at the Y. 
Well, you probably know the benefits of the compound effect of small actions through daily habits, but the biggest question is where are those habits leading you? Well, without a clear destination, it's really challenging to stay on course and keep up your motivation. So how do you decide which habits to prioritize in any given day, month, or even year? Well, the answer is a life plan. We here at Full Focus have created Life Focus, which is a brand new gamified approach to life planning. Each Life Focus kit comes with 11 card decks to help you define your personal mission, identify your personal values, describe your desired future, and determine your next steps, including the key milestones and essential habits to help you achieve your plan. By the end of this fun and easy process, you won't just have a vision for your life, you'll have the next steps and habits to pursue a life of greater direction, growth, and purpose. And right now, just for being a listener of Focus on This, we are giving you 15% off our Life Focus Kit and our course. So just go to fullfocus.co slash lifefocus and use the code FOT15 to get started. All right, it's that time in the episode where we dig into the Full Focus Planner community, which I also need to point out is a place that if you're listening to this podcast and you're on Facebook, seems like you should be in the Full Focus Planner community with the with the other people who spend their time talking about uh, goal achievement. So um, this is just a question from there. This is a question from Quay. Quay asks, working on my annual goals, could you give me some examples of an emotional goal? And just to be clear, uh, in, p- in case people don't understand, is that each goal page has like a series of, of like, what would you call them? Like markers? Life or cat- domains. Life domains. Yeah. Duh. And one of those, actually in the old planner layout, is emotional. Mm-hmm. They're a little bit different now, but it's still something to think about. What is an emotional goal? Yeah. This is really um, a great question. And Nick, I think this is a really fun one for me and you to talk through together. Um, Some things that I have done as far as goals in this category are things like, um, you know, really when I think when it's your emotions, thinking of like how you want to feel at the end of this year and then thinking through what are the things that would need to happen to work towards that. Um, and so things that I've done in the past is, hey, I went to meet with a therapist once a month, mm. you know, for 2023 or once every two weeks. Um, last year, I worked with a spiritual director, which is obviously also is in the life domain of spiritual. Mm-hmm. But I think there was a lot of emotional things there as well. Another thing that might be helpful is meditation, maybe a meditation practice that you're going to install, a habit goal that, you know, maybe if it's, you know, emotionally, I just want to have more peace in my life. Mm. You know, that's kind of the aspiration. Then like coming up with a concrete goal of what are the things I need to do to move towards that aspiration. So those are a few. I'm curious, Nick, off the top of your head, have you ever pursued a goal like this or have any ideas? Well, it's interesting because I've definitely done uh, meditation goals in the past. And I think the thing that perhaps Quay is 
getting at, and I think maybe that I relate to, is that I in my head I go, well, all of these are emotional, right? Like, oh, every single one of yeah. these, every single one of these goals is about a feeling, feeling better, mm-hmm. feeling productive, feeling uh, good about myself in some way. So I do. I like, I get what I think is the core of the question is, isn't this all emotional? Um, Well, yeah, absolutely. But I think what that domain is trying to do is, is have you look at it and say, is there an outcome? Is there something, if I think of this more as an outcome, are there things that I need to work on to get that outcome? You're right. Every goal certainly has feelings associated to it, but really the driving force usually mm. isn't your emotional health or well-being. It's usually a different outcome. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, I want to save a certain amount of money by this point. Now, you know, is that going to make me feel less stressed? Yes. yes. <laughs> but that is that is not the focus of that goal usually. You know, it's usually like, I want to have this much money. Yeah. Um, where this is just really saying, hey, let's think about your emotional health and – is there something that would be worthwhile to pursue um, related specifically yeah. to your emotions? Yeah, I think that the therapy idea, the spiritual counseling idea, the things that are directly related to like the mind and spirit uh, mm-hmm. are probably where it's at. You know, things like I'm yeah. if you're very anxious and going and sort of focusing specifically on a way to quantify at least direction towards solving some of that and minimizing that is different. That is the kind of goal that would go under emotional probably. Yeah. And I think so many times, you know, goals can check multiple life domains and that's great. You know, Uh, actually I, I didn't even think about this one until just now because it was one of my 2020 goals that never saw the light of day, Mm. but I had a goal to go on basically a retreat and, you know, at a place that has a lot of, you know, um, yoga and meditation and, you know, cucumbers on your hiking eyes, hiking and <laughs> yeah. What'd you say? Cucumber slices. That's what I picture. Cucumber yeah. slices. And I was hoping to do it with a friend. So, you know, on one hand it is like a relational goal, but it's also emotional, spiritual. And, you know, certainly there are times where you're going to be able to check multiple boxes, but I think it's, I think the practice of thinking through it is what's most helpful of like, is there an area related to my emotions that could use some focus this year? Well, and I want to highlight that there are now there's older planners and there's newer planners. And if I'm Mm -hmm. correct, that the domains have changed a little bit um, just in how they're clustered. Um, I'm just going to read them real quick. The new, the ones I'm looking at a new planner. Their body, mind, spirit, which by the way, those two are probably mind, spirit, similar to our emotional thing. Love, family, community, money, work, hobbies. And I think the idea here is, it's interesting. Quay is asking this question of like, what is an emotional goal? And without having looked at a goal detail page, they would never have considered that perhaps there's some spaces that they can improve upon in their emotional life. So that's all this is, is that you go, right. Do I have a goal for community? For example, I think that's a great, especially post pandemic, especially in the world Mm -hmm. we're in, you go community. What is that? (laughs) Like, yeah. Have I thought about that in 10 years? I don't know. 
Um, and so it's really just an opportunity to use the live domains to just think, and maybe you don't have one set for that. That's fine. Right. There's, that's not the plan yeah. isn't that you set a goal for every domain. Right. Right. I mean, it's, it's helpful. I mean, if you're like, Hey, I've never, I've never had a goal related to my emotional health that might be worthwhile to pursue. Um, I usually find that culturally, at least here in the United States, we are more dispositioned to have goals in our professional lives, our uh, health, and our finances. Yes. And usually anything outside of those, uh, community, um, you know, marital, parental. Hobbies. Hobbies, which by the way, this year I have a big hobby goal that I'm so excited about. And those things usually fall to the back burner or or never come up at all. And that's why I I love these life domains. It's less a like, you know, thing that you've got to get them all at a certain time or anything, but more a practice of, okay, how do we examine our lives from multiple different avenues and see if there are different things that rise to the surface that we need to pursue? I got to, I got to know what this hobby goal is. Okay. I'm so excited. Okay. So I played tennis in college. That's right. And I still, even though I'm 40 years old, consider myself athletic. Okay. Okay. And I took a golf class in college and my golf professor, um, Actually, my you know because I played tennis, my parents were you know around, and the golf coach told my dad like she could totally she could break eighty one day if she really wanted Ooh. to. So my dad bought me a set of golf clubs, and I really never played golf ever. Sure. <laughs> and my husband, especially post twenty twenty, has become you know he golfs regularly, and. We have taken multiple trips to beautiful Nick golf courses, and I have enjoyed it because I've sat in the cart reading a book and just, like, Mm. enjoyed it. I actually used this story with my daughter this week because she was going to take um, a golf lesson with someone new at a new place she never had, and she was really nervous. And I was able to look at her and be like, you know what? I went to my first Mm -hmm. golf lesson and I was really nervous. And I was. I remember walking in there. I don't even have my own golf clubs yet. I had to borrow my neighbor's golf club, her golf clubs. I'm like, I think this is how you carry a golf bag, you know? (laughs) Um, And I'm meeting with a guy that is a PGA certified and he, you know, everything in my head is saying, he's thinking, why are you here? Like, Mm -mm. you don't, you know, and that is true when you're six years old and is true when you're a beginner, when you're 40 years old, Yeah. but it's the practice of like what your mindset is, what you're willing to push through and just acknowledging like, yeah, that's a feeling you're really going to have your whole life. And I'm in that too when I try something new. So anyways, for all the people out there pursuing goals that you're a beginner, here's to us. You'll enjoy this, Chief Revenue Officer. It's time to point people to the life score assessment. Yes. You go fullfocus.co slash life score, Yes, I believe. It is a fantastic tool. I use it every year. I love it. 
Okay. Well, thank you so much, Courtney. And uh, jump on the community. Get your questions answered. Yeah. Give me your golf tips. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. So with all this talk about uh, accountability, we have today's tip to level up your focus, which is to make sure you join the Full Focus Planner community right there on Facebook. It's a great place to learn tips, receive encouragement, and help problem solve with others. Also, if you are hearing us talk about goals and you're just thinking, you know what, I missed the whole goal thing for 2023, I will take it on in 2024. It is actually not too late. Now is the perfect time to think about who you want to be at the end of 2023. It's always a great time to do that. It's a great time to use our full focus goal setting course to help you craft your goals. It is the perfect companion to the full focus planner. Matter of fact, I can't imagine using the full focus planner without it. So if you're interested in getting your goals set up well for this year, check it out at fullfocus.co slash goal setting. Thank you for joining us on Focus on This. This is the most productive podcast on the internet. So share it with your friends and don't forget to join our Full Focus Planner community on Facebook. We'll be back next Monday with another great episode. Until then, stay Stay, stay focused. focused. This episode is brought to you by Life Focus, a new gamified approach to life planning that's easy, fun, and gives you a GPS for your next 10 years. You can start today at fullfocus.co slash lifefocus.